Hi, and welcome to The Charlotte Show. This is a podcast about everything from mindfulness to lipstick. It's about creating a better you, and it's about playing full out. There's always time for fabulously random musings in your life about how to lead a focused life, and it's designed to make you smarter in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Charlotte Millington, and I'm really grateful you tuned in today. So for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to go on a fun little journey into the world of really interesting excellence. Hello, this is episode two of 2018, and today we're talking about what if women, what if we believed women when they said they've been sexually harassed? If you look on my, my website, so that's charlottemillington.com, you're going to see two posts. If you just do a search for Auntie Char, you're going to find two posts. Those two posts have been an absolute hornet's nest of feminist backlash. The first article was, was kind of an article more about how not to be creepy. It wasn't an article about sexual harassment, and it really let the creepy guy who I'm referring to off the hook is just not knowing any better. It received the most views that charlottemillington.com has ever had, and it continues to get views and even the occasional comment. Mostly those comments are delivered to me quietly over Facebook Messenger by people who live a little distance away but feel like they, they need to correct me. Um, a couple of those have come very quietly over coffee. Overwhelmingly, what I hear is some variation of, but isn't it your confusing signals that cause this? Or... Feminism has turned everything I say into a minefield. In case it's not obvious, both categories of comments come exclusively from men. The second article is less moderate in tone. It went so far as to call out the creepy guy on sexual harassment. It also scores very high on the number of views it gets, and it scores equally in the things that prompt men to have a hushed conversation with me. Perhaps I should have called it sexual harassment in the first place, but I didn't. And maybe that's where things went wrong. As long as we, as women, remain gentle in our tone on the issues of harassment, maybe men will feel there is some negotiation room on what constitutes sexual harassment. Or maybe this isn't just another opportunity to be mansplained about, about what isn't sexual harassment. Either way, point taken, gentlemen. I shall endeavor to be less ambiguous when I am calling men creepy. In the endless debate over whether or not I was the willing object to the creepy advances, what has also come up a lot is how I dress. Yes, how I dress is still the subject to public opinion on whether or not I'm asking for it. And that, frankly, is more unsettling than whether or not I'm capable of judging about when I am being objectified. It's no secret, if you look at my photos, I prefer dresses, and I like having pretty nails, and I live in heels. Yes, I am uber-feminine, and I love it, but I'm missing the link here. If I dress like a lady, am I sending the wrong message? How exactly do I need to dress so I can avoid harassment, ensure it's not my fault, and send a message that creepy advances are not okay? I can already hear the eye roll. It's not hard given some of those eye rolls have come in person. So what about the cleavage? Doesn't showing cleavage send a mixed signal? And for the record... It does not. Nearly everything I wear gives me cleavage because that's how my body is shaped. So I can either live in high neck tops, and yes, that's an option, or I can wear what I want. Also an option, right? The question at this point circles back to, how exactly do I need to dress so I can avoid harassment, ensure it's not my fault, send a message that creepy advances are not okay? 
just out of curiosity, at what point do I get to wear what I want? Men wear what they want. Why can I not wear what I want? Why do women have to justify what we want? So let's be clear here. Now, I like attention. I like attention. I have zero problem being checked out. And if you're looking at my photos on Facebook or on my website, and you're thinking, oh, she's a hottie, I am absolutely fine with that. I'm 47 years old. I'm carrying a little extra weight. You like what you see? Fabulous. I'm not talking about you admiring the view. What I'm talking about is when it's creepy. And creepy is best defined as the moment you go from looking to the moment that you start feeling like you have a right to ownership. So back in September, September 2017, I was at the Labor Day picnic and a man came up behind me and grabbed my ass. I posted my shock about it both on Facebook and in my blog. And that's the stuff I'm talking about. But it doesn't always have to be a physical manifestation. This man looked at me and he decided he had the right to put his hands on my body in a sexual manner. He decided he had a greater right to my body than I had. He didn't see me as a person with rights. He saw me as an object he could do whatever he wanted with. And in case you're wondering, in case you're curious, yes, how I was dressed came up as an issue on that day too, in the standard backlash. So in case you're curious, there's no cleavage on that day, but it was summer and I was wearing shorts. So yes, there's a little leg, because that's what happens when I wear shorts. So back to the minefield. Recently, there was a really excellent opinion article that appeared in the Washington Post about a restaurant that has addressed the issue of sexual harassment by assigning a color code to the levels of harassment. And it's brilliant. Finally, both sides to the debate have tools to disassemble the minefield. Here's what they say in the article. We decided on a color-coded system in which different types of customer behavior are categorized as yellow, orange, or red. Yellow refers to a creepy vibe or an unsavory look. Orange means comments with sexual undertones, such as certain compliments on a worker's opinion. Uh, sorry, a worker's appearance. Red signals overtly sexual comments or touching or repeated incidents in the orange category after being told the comments were unwelcome. This is from the Washington Post, and the article is titled, I'm a female chef. Here's how my restaurant dealt with sexual harassment from customers. So using their color codes, I'm going to try and explain how this can help diffuse the minds. So let's go with code yellow. Let's start there. Yellow refers to a creepy vibe or an unsavory look. Now, most men I interact with in a day aren't in the yellow zone. I'm going to say that one more time. Most men are not in the yellow zone. Most men will never go into the yellow zone. This zone is reserved for men who make women feel like objects to be owned. And it's probably not a once-in-a-while thing. It's probably their normal state, and we, as women, just have the grave misfortune to encounter it when we encounter them. Sometimes those men are in our circle of friends, sometimes they're family, and we have to figure out how to deal with it. Most often we ignore it, or we downplay the warning signs. But make no mistake about it, creepy doesn't have an off switch. Just because we're polite to creepy men in no way changes the fact that we are always on alert around them. Code orange. Orange means comments with sexual undertones, such as certain compliments on a worker's appearance. The same men who appeared in the yellow category may appear here from time to time. It's gross, and we aren't pleased that we ignored the warning signs that led us into this dark alley. I like your dress, for most of the male population, will be taken as a compliment. I like your dress, 
from someone who lives perpetually in the yellow zone will be taken with the same flattery level as, I'd like to cut you into tiny pieces and eat you while the FBI searches for clues as to your whereabouts. Don't think I'm being dramatic, because I'm not. The feeling here comes from exactly the same primal warning center in the brain that kept us alive for millions of years. Code Red. Red signals overtly sexual comments or touching or repeated incidents in the orange category after being told the comments were unwelcome. Red in the place, red is the place where every boundary left has been transgressed and it is probably a long time ago that the yellow zone was invaded. Red is the place where my friend from elementary school went. Red is the place where the guy from the Labor Day picnic went. Red is what happened when I went from being a woman to an object, and they felt so inclined as to convey that message to me. So here's the problem. When I reported the incidents in my blog, I was reporting them as a code red. But to my male friends who were interpreting the facts on my behalf, they thought the escalation was premature, and that at worst... The incidents were isolated and didn't warrant a color code at all. So what they didn't recognize was that the offending men had been a code yellow for me since the first interaction. And why? Because my primal gut told me to watch out. There's another piece here that can be illustrated best by two identical experiences I had in a coffee shop last summer. I drive a lot from my work and one of my usual stops on my way home is a Tim Hortons coffee shop on the Island Highway in a little town called Duncan. I have a few friends there, so whenever possible, I will see if someone is free to meet me. Last summer I stopped, and I met a female friend, Tracy. Tracy, you're getting a shout-out. Hi, Tracy. We were very quietly enjoying coffee and a chat when we became aware of a man at a table nearby who kept looking at us. The more he looked, the less comfortable I became. It was creepy, with a whole creepy vibe. And so eventually when I whispered to her, you want to move outside? She said, yes, we didn't even pause. And so we went outside to sit on the grassy boulevard overlooking the highway. It wasn't quieter, it was definitely not nicer, but we both felt safe. And outside when I said, that was creepy, she said, wasn't it? A couple weeks later, I was back on the same stretch of highway and I asked a male friend to meet me at the same Tim Hortons. We sat down, and not too long after, in walked the same guy from a few weeks prior, who also sat down once again a few tables away. And once again, he was all creepy stares. Want to move outside, I asked, in a complete repeat of the previous scenario. Why, asked my friend. Just because, I said. And he looked baffled, and he made some comment about the strange ways of women. I'm serious on that. And once we got outside, I said, that was creepy. And he said, what was? I said, the guy at the next table. And, and I said it more like a question than a statement. And he said, I didn't notice anything. My male friend and I live in two different realities. In my reality, I have a heightened sense of awareness of my surroundings. When I feel unsafe, I want to take myself out of the unsafe surroundings. And my female friend, who lives in the same heightened sense of awareness, felt it and wanted to move too. My male friend didn't see it, and I had to explain it. This is where the color codes come in so handy. I moved this guy to a code yellow straight away, and so did my female friend. We didn't need data on this guy to see if he would eventually self-escalate to a code orange or a code red. We have enough data from being women in the society to know it's not worth finding out if we're right. But from my male friend, he never felt the vibe. He didn't see what I saw, and we didn't tacitly agree that this was a code yellow. We live with two different realities of safety and intuition. He didn't question it, 
but I've been questioned before, which is why I'm blogging about it, and why I'm making a podcast about it now. If you don't see it, you're going to have to trust me. It's there, it's real, and women experience it. So what would happen if we just believed women when we said I'm being sexually harassed, or even if we just said code red? If my helpful male friends, you know, the ones who asked me to take down the original post or to be believed, the world might end. Or they could be embarrassed. Or we'd have to explain it, and that would take multiple posts and a podcast, and that's a long time. But God, I have no idea. The realities are going to be shattered, and that can't be good. So let's pretend the world didn't end if we believed women when we said we're being sexually harassed. Let's pretend by being validated, the world became safer, and sexually harassment, sexual harassment would be a lot less accepted and a lot less acceptable. What I wear would become my business, as opposed to a topic to justify why harassment is not a big deal or my fault. And just for the record, that would be nice. I'd like that a lot. I'm the mom to a 21-year-old daughter who is tiny and pretty, and all the things a 21-year-old woman wants to be when she looks in the mirror. But I worry for her. I'm her mom. I worry that if we don't become part of the solution, she will live forever with the problem. I want a world that is free from harassment for me and for her, and for my future grandchildren, and my future great-grandchildren, and you get the picture. If you really want to disassemble this minefield, when women talk about being sexually harassed, believe us. We don't need you to help us downgrade it, and we don't need help figuring out if the life lesson that helps us understand it is that we brought it on ourselves. If you really want to help make sure you aren't part of the minefield, when we say we're being sexually harassed, take a stand. Believe us. Talk to the guy. Say this isn't acceptable. Eject the creeper from the event. Say something, anything, that sounds like, this is not okay, and I will not be a part of this. But for goodness sake, don't tell me about how hard it is to be you, because feminism has turned everything you say into a minefield. We're fighting for our lives. You're fighting for your dignity. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Charlotte Show. If you liked what you heard and you want more, you can visit me at my website, charmillington.com. So that's it for today, but join me next week when I'm back. And by the way, I'm always looking for interesting ideas and inspiring guests. So if you know someone or you have an idea, make sure you drop me a line. You can just say hi, give me a, a like, or give me your great ideas. So visit me at my website. That website again is www.charmillington.com. Thanks a lot for listening.